Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns, and enjoy this shit show. Welcome back once again. It's me, Rooster, here with the Bread and Circuses podcast with my sidekick, Crow is Amazing. <laughs> uh, hello. <laughs> and I'm not taking it off for you. <laughs> Rooster just threw dollar bills at me like I'm some common whore. Well, it's like Desmond. Oh. <laughs> Don't you get it? So the Crow I, is Amazing. I, yeah, uh, so I should change my moniker. I should just automatically say Crow was amazing all the time. Did you see uh, Desmond got a shoe deal from Converse? Converse, and I got to throw away all my fucking Converse now. Uh, got like three pair. I think Converse is owned by Nike. Hmm. So I think you got to throw away all your Nike I don't, shit. I don't have Nike shit. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't brook with Nike. Because the, you know, brook? What, do you have your pinky out when you talk like that? <laughs> That's an old-fashioned term. I know. It's an old man term. It's a pinky out term. I don't brook with that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't cut into that. <laughs> uh, hey, I got a, I have a question for you. I, this is a moral quandary I'm having about, you know, we had talked about abortion last time. Mm-hmm. What would you think, and I, I do have problems with this, of a government program that came out and said, if you, if you submit to voluntary sterilization so for women tubes tied or men vasectomies basically permanent sterilization the government pays you $25,000 you have to be between certain ages so you can't have like had three kids you're 45 years old and you said hey my wife and I are done having it so we want 50,000 bucks I'm talking about the idea of attacking this problem of you know these drug-addled couples who get together and, you know, have two or three kids that they've surrendered to the state, and then the next thing you know, they're pregnant again, or, you know. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Why? Just unintended consequences of all Yeah, I, I don't bullshit. know what those are. And I have I have a little bit of an issue with the idea of exchanging money for that with a person who may not be making the most mature decision in their life. But at the same time, I also think about... God, that foster system is full of kids that people had that they just refused to care for. And then you get some jackass that says, that's awesome. Uh, you know, t- t- uh, tube, tubes tied away or uh, vasectomy away, gets that money and goes out in a little uh, uh, sex spree, uh, just spreading STDs left and right because you don't have to worry about impregnating anybody like a, like a piece of shit. Yeah, but you could be getting that anyway. Yeah, but it might be. I don't think because you give them money, they're going to go do that. Sure, I think sure. They, were, the, the I think act, they were already going to do that. Act anyway. like a big shot and is, is acting like a baller. Yeah, but I think they would have done that anyway. If they didn't have the money, they wouldn't. They wouldn't act like a baller. They'd still be working at the burger joint and and uh, bussing it everywhere. You don't think every you don't think every uh, Friday when their paycheck comes out, they don't pretend like they're a baller. I, I think they go out. Some guy would go out and get himself a nice car. And uh, some some fancy shoes and nice watch, and then he'd go trolling and and try to uh, impress some ladies and uh, yeah, 
Right, but she couldn't get them pregnant and they couldn't keep shitting out kids. True. I mean, STDs are bad. I, I get all that stuff. And this is not, I mean, I'm not saying this is a perfect plan. But I think of all the money we spend, you know. You're kind of putting me on the spot here. I, I didn't even, I had no idea you are going to ask me that. I haven't really thought about that. Uh, my initial response still stands, I think, that I think unintended consequences is something that um, would be a result of this. And, and the government doesn't need to be incentivizing stuff like that. Um, in that manner, I guess. No, I, I think the best way to incentivize people through government is to incentivize families. But we, but we. So that's the opposite. That's that's people, incentivizing having a man and a woman get together and having children. But we give people tax incentives for having kids. I know. We give people tax incentives for saving money. Yeah. So, but, but that uh, most of that, like the for the having kids, tax incentives is to promote a good family. Well, wouldn't this do the same thing too? It has nothing to do with families. Well, I mean, you're not having, you're promoting good families. You're not promoting broken families. What you're doing is you're promoting a choice for a person that probably, uh, that may regret it in the future. And then I, you're opening yourself up for that saying, Hey, I was coerced into this. I didn't have no, I had no idea what this entailed. And now that I'm 40 years old and childless, I'm, I'm depressed. I'm, I'm you know, guys need to pay for my, uh, therapy now. Uh, I get that. But don't we also, don't we also give people incentives to go to college and incur debt they probably can't afford to? Yeah, it's bullshit. I know, but we do we that. We shouldn't be doing it. Just like we shouldn't be incentivizing, uh, uh, what is it, uh, hysterectomies and vasectomies. Yeah, I I don't know. No, you you were thinking probably on one hand I'd go, yeah, all these fucktards. No, I have no idea. Reading. Now, on one hand, that's what I would think. I'd be like, how many of these fuckers wouldn't be breeding and having shitty kids? Probably a lot of them. That's pre- I personally think there'd be situations where I'd be like, yeah, all for it. But as a whole, for a society, for a functioning society, it seems like it might be a bad idea. But I'd have to think more about it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I throw it out there not to hear you say, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. No, I, I'm honestly been thinking about this, and I think, I don't know, I, there are some negatives to it. There really are. But I think... On, there's a net positive, and it, so it's. I'm at the point where I've turned that idea over in my head, and I go, I'm too, I'm, I'm too invested in this as my own good idea. Not that I think this would ever happen, but so now somebody else poke holes in this theory for me. I think you're per, the problem is it's promoting a very serious, um, very serious uh, surgery. I guess that would. No, it's not a serious surgery. It's quick surgery. Yeah, I mean, the, vasectomy. I'm talking the seriousness, seriousness of yeah. the okay. the result of it is serious, uh, and a lot of times there's many instances where women think when they're young, I don't ever want to have kids. It's a terrible thing to bring children into this world, and I don't have kids because I'll never have the money for it, and I I know no man's gonna be able to blah blah whatever whatever reason they think they're they're not gonna have children, and then they hit that that biological clock starts ticking. At thirty, and they don't have kids, and they're like, "God damn, I gotta have kids." No, I get it. I that that would be pretty pretty hardcore to to know that that's a, a a big thing for women to they get that biological imperative, and you're you're getting them before that kicks in, and you know they're gonna regret it when that happens. That's not good. No, I I understand, but again, at the same time, we give we give a lot of incentives and social pressure. 
to kids out of high school to go to college, which may not be equipped for college, and they take on sometimes hundreds of thousands right, of dollars of debt. I know, but but they're stuck with that decision. They're paying that off until they're in their fifties, and it cripples them for the but rest of their back life. Back in the day, back in you know a generation ago, everybody thought this is great. We should we should promote college. We should make uh make it uh, so there's grants and there's loans and low interest like we should get because that's the best thing for them unintended consequences happen <laughs> no i i you get know? it so uh it's it's not i don't I just don't think it's a good idea uh should we should we should we then do the trans you know, transition surgeries and hormone therapy for people to make them feel better so they're more productive members of society too no cuz i don't i don't think the data bears out that 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 makes those people happier what if it did if it did, yeah, I'd think about it. Hmm. But I mean, I think the rate—if I'm right—the rate for people post-transition of suicide is higher. So we should we should uh, subsidize hair plugs for men too, because that'll make them better, make make them more self-confident and 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 less uh, neurotic. Yeah, I think you're kind of strawmanning it there. I didn't say less neurotic, and I, I didn't a talk better about member it. of society, but more productive member of society. Nope, I'm not saying more productive member. I'm saying not a drag on society. Well, then anybody who has uh, IQ lower than ninety shouldn't be able to reproduce either, for the sake of society. Yeah, I I don't know if I would necessarily let's disagree just promote with that. let's let's just promote that they don't have children. Let's 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 give them money. If you have an IQ lower than ninety, but then, we do already give those people money. Yeah, but don't reproduce. Let's just give them the money and say you have to you have to not be able to reproduce ever again. But How that's that's that? in it. That's in effect what this is saying. This is saying, hey, if so, you're saying mostly the people with IQs lower than ninety would do that. I don't think so. There are, and this is part of my moral quandary with this. There are a lot of people who don't fully understand their decision who would take advantage of this. And maybe regret it later. But we all make decisions we regret later. You know? They're at least exchanging it for something of value. Yeah, but it's irreversible. So are most of the things you do in your life. Mm, not really. I don't know. You spend 20 years in a bad job, 10 years in a bad relationship. I mean, you those can, things You can change your relationship. You can change your job. Yeah, but I don't know if you necessarily... Well, you can, you can get out of the one you're in. I don't know if you can necessarily get a better one. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you have the opportunity to try. Yeah, you do. You don't have that opportunity anymore to have children. Yeah, but, I mean, if you waited 20 years, you might not anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's it's one of those things that I'm like, gosh, I can see the good no, and the no, bad of this. It's just more, uh, I'm, I'm a limited government guy, and I think uh, that kind of shit is the government, not the oh, government's uh, so am I. responsibility. Or, I mean, but you could also purview. make... You could also make the case that this strictly uh, it strictly reduces what the government gets involved in. Mm. It does. I mean, this would get rid of a lot of social programs we pay for. It would greatly reduce the amount of government. You know what else would reduce the amount of government and social programs is just to stop doing it. Yeah, well, you think that's ever going to happen? Yeah. That's never going to happen. Government is invested in growing itself. So I'm not I'm not cool with it, so... All right. Um, two local things I want to talk about. This uh, uh, this is going to, I don't mean this to sound uh, glib or flip, but the MOA kid thrower guy 
you know, the guy who tossed the kid over the balcony of the Mall of America, America yeah. uh, got pled guilty, got 19 years in jail. It's a 24-year-old guy who went to the Mall of America to kill somebody because he'd been repeatedly rejected by women. So he uh, decided he was going to kill someone. The first person he decided to do was this five-year-old boy. They threw over the uh, railing. This was, what, two months ago, and the kid's still in recovery? Yep. Um, but uh, he gets 19 years, and his mother says, my son doesn't need to go to jail. He's sick. He needs help. And I'm thinking, do you get the un- the irony here? You're his mother. You know, he's 24 years old. So you've been around this kid for 24 years. When did you realize he needed help and why didn't you try and get him some? Because by every account I can find, she never tried to get him any help. And my point is, I don't care if he needs help. If he's going to take a five-year-old kid and throw him 40 feet over a railing with the intention of killing him, he needs to be removed from society. Right. I've never been of the opinion that uh, having a mental illness um, makes you less responsible for your actions and and people say well yeah a lot of people that have mental illness they can't control their actions and i'm like i don't fucking care i don't fucking care if you can't control yourself you shouldn't be in society if you commit a crime but you were um delusional when you did it i don't fucking care if you didn't know wrong from right and you're that fucking crazy then the people around you really fucking dropped the ball didn't they yeah, and you need to be isolated from society. Yeah. Well, I had, I've mentioned this story before where I went into a, a couple businesses where someone obviously had a fucking mental issue and was causing a scene. And I've told the story, and people are like, well, you know, I feel sorry for the person. I fucking don't. Fuck them. They know they're making people uncomfortable and they're being assholes. I'm supposed to sit there and bite my tongue. I'm supposed to sit there and feel empathy for you when you don't feel empathy for all the people you're fucking being an asshole to and screaming at and, you know, and threatening and intimidating. Fuck you. Well, I think there's people who say, oh, so you think the government should just take people it disagrees with and start isolating them. And that's the straw man version of this argument. I'm, ta- I'm not talking about government decides who thinks right and who acts right and all that stuff. I'm talking about people who actually break the law. And I'm talking about society. Our society right. decides if somebody is able to function within that society. That's why we have government. That's why we have elected officials. That's why we have laws. Um, you you have If somebody is breaking the law, then you punish them or you, you remove them from society, depending on the severity of it. Mental illness has nothing, to me, it doesn't, you can you can try to address the mental illness, but once that person acts, that has nothing to do with it, 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 it to me anymore. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking about minority pro- report pre pre crime sort of stuff here. We're talking about people who have actually broken the law somehow. I'm not saying that because this guy might be mentally ill that he has to be locked up, but I'm talking about when his mental illness causes him to throw a five year old forty feet over a railing. Yeah. He needs to be locked up. Well, if you've got instances where a, a guy says that, or somebody says this person has violent tendencies, they have uh, they're highly depressed, they're manic depressive, and they have oppositional defiant disorder, and this, that, and the other kind of thing, as if it's um, as if I'm supposed to feel sorry for that when they do something bad, as if they could control themselves. I, I don't care what kind of mental disorder you have, if you can use your brain, and you can. And you're not 
like functionally retarded, um, you know right from wrong. And if you don't know right from wrong, you are far, far down that um, road of mental illness where you are you are obviously dysfunctional and can't even um, support yourself or live right by yourself. So the people that are getting like this guy who threw the kid off the balcony, he was able to function in society to the point where he could, he probably had some sort of job, right? At some point. Yeah. I know he was homeless, but, and by homeless, I mean, from what I understood, not having a permanent address, he was crashing in halfway houses and stuff like that. He was hitting on women. And then when they would rebuff him, he'd throw something at him um, because he was so angry and he had these violent impulses. Well, fuck you. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if, if you're, well, if you had a, if you had a, a heart condition, you'd feel sorry for him. No, I wouldn't. Not for throwing the kid over. Well, they're saying, no, they're saying you're, you don't, you, people don't look at mental illness the same way they look at other illnesses. Like let's say cancer or whatever. You have sympathy for people with yeah, with with cancer, but you don't have sympathy for people with, um, you know, manic depressive, um, violent outburst or whatever. Like, well, who yeah, are, who are they to say I don't? Well, I don't. I I mean, I do. I have sympathy for them I to do. the point where they pick a kid up and throw him over the railing. Now I don't have sympathy for you. Now you need to be removed if, from society. If your mental disorder makes you an asshole, I don't I don't sympathize with that. If your mental disorder makes you neurotic or makes you, you, you where you're not being a complete asshole or you're being aggressive or being a threat, then I'll have sympathy for you. But if your mental disorder makes you a threat, makes you threatening, makes you an asshole, then fuck you. What mental disorder makes you an asshole? (laughs) I was was wondering how long that would take. I had to wait for you to stop talking. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Or are you just an asshole? I'm just an asshole. Okay. But mental, mental disorders don't, don't, garner any sympathy for me if the person is an asshole just like having testicular cancer in a big raging bully would make me go well he's got testicular cancer you gotta you gotta give him some slack for being an asshole no you don't well that's that thing i hate in schools when you know there'll be a kid who'll be disruptive in one of my kids classes and uh they'll say well they've had a tough upbringing yeah i feel bad for them for that but not to the extent that i think it it uh, justifies that kid stabbing another kid with a pencil. Yeah, if that know? kid's a wallflower and doesn't socialize because he's got a bad, then I'll be like, yeah, this poor kid. Let's try to involve him in more activities. Yeah. Let's try. Let's, let's get our, our sons to kind of like try to befriend them. But if this kid's coming out from the gate being a fucking piece of shit, why well, you can't you can't blame him for that? He's got bad a bad home situation. Fuck you. Well, I've told my kids. I'm like, look, if there's a kid sitting by themselves in the lunchroom. Just go sit with them, you know. If that kid is try being, to get to try to find out what the if what that the kid is. is being ostracized, I mean, geez, give the be a friend to that kid because hopefully that'll never be you, you know. And my my kids have a lot of friends, and I think that's great. They're nice kids. Um, but if there's a kid that's sitting by himself, hey, go sit with them. Be a friend to that kid. But if the kid is sitting by himself because every time somebody sits by him, he spits milk on him. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't feel bad when somebody says, well, the kid's had a bad upbringing. No. Learn to not fucking spit milk at people, you know? So. Of course, there's also, the, you run the risk of, if you're associating with uh, social outcasts, then all of a sudden you're, you're, 
in the boat with them, then you become a social outcast with that person. And that person might be uh, someone that you feel sympathy for, but you really don't want to hang out with. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're in the same boat as them. That's not good. Yeah. I don't know. I got a, I got a pretty good feeling about my kids and being able to shake that off. So, but yeah, I just, I, I think that's this idea that we're supposed to not put this guy in jail for something he did that, there are not many things I can think of that would be worse. I mean, I'm I'm trying to put this crime on a scale with with like rape, and I'm coming out with about the same result. They're well, about as bad as it can. What be. about the the Colorado shooters? They've all obviously got uh, mental issues. That the lock them up. Um, do you Kill have any sympathy for them? Do you have no. any, yeah? Does not, that have any bearing? I I feel badly for people that and i know people will vehemently disagree with me this biological girl who thinks she's a boy i feel bad that that's going on in her head as soon as she steals a gun and goes to a school and shoots a kid i don't feel bad for her lock her up right. i don't care i don't care or him or whatever i don't care you you crossed a line and broke a social contract that i think means I now I don't care about you because I'll tell you what if that was my kid that he she killed I don't care how long it took I'd wait for that I would wait for that person uh to be let go from jail you know I'd be standing right there going what did you say hello yeah that's exactly what I'd do I'd say did you tell him I prayed for you yeah Mm -hmm. that's what you do okay for the record that's what I'd say okay and that's what I'd do um so then uh, the other local thing is that Justine Damon, who was a well, – she's apparently going by the married name. She didn't get married, but Justine Ruschek Damon. She was uh, engaged. Yeah, she was engaged. She to a dual a, citizenship. Yeah. Um, what is Australia? I don't know if she had New dual Zealand. citizenship. Yeah, she did. Australia. But she did. Her uh, fiancé was from here, and she's from Australia. She was shot by Muhammad Noor, who was a rookie cop. Diversity hire. Yeah, I think the evidence points that out, but that's not the point. She just got a huge, her family just got a huge settlement from the city of Minneapolis for her being shot. And now Jamar Clark, who was shot three or four years ago by the police, is now saying, well, why didn't we get a settlement for being wrongfully killed by the police? And these are two completely different stories. Justine Damon called the police saying she thought she heard someone outside her apartment in an alley being sexually assaulted. The cops show up. She runs up behind the car, apparently hit the trunk of the car and then ran up on the side. And then Muhammad Noor fires across his partner out of the police car and hits and kills her. Jamar Clark was banging on the back of an ambulance that his girlfriend, who he allegedly pushed down the stairs and broke her ankle, was in getting uh, treatment, and he was trying to get into the ambulance. The EMTs had the door locked. Two cops show up. He starts wrestling with the cops, apparently tried to grab one of their guns, and got shot in the head. And they do this whole investigation because witnesses said that He was handcuffed 
and on his knees, and the cops shot him execution style. All of that turned out to be false. Yeah, it was all false. He was wrestling with the cops after violently uh, assaulting an ambulance that his girlfriend was in, getting treatment after he pushed her down the stairs. And this city and this family is saying it's racism because Justine Damon is white and shot by a black cop and Jamar Clark is black and was shot by two white cops. Well, this is not surprising. But it's just it's fucking stupid. Wait, did you you remember the press conference after Jamar Clark uh, that the um, I don't remember it. The uh, I can't. Was it the press? Somebody was it the police? I can't remember who was speaking, but it was a press conference speaking about the case, and the, his family showed up, and they basically took over the press conference. Uh, the people giving the press conference had to leave, basically, and then the news crews just stayed there and listened to this the family rant all kinds of bullshit and demands and this, that, and the other, uh, how basically there was going to be violence if they didn't get justice for, for what happened, you know, uh, and, and, and just complete assholes. Uh, so I'm not surprised that they're acting up again and acting like assholes. Yeah, I'm trying to find Hennepin County. Uh, um, you remember this though this this case, right? Now that you Matt Christensen talked about Mike it. Freeman. Yeah, he was the one. At okay. It. Yeah. It, if you ever watch this video, it'll it'll it's pretty frustrating. Just the uh, what the demands they make and just the nonsense that that they spout. You know, it's basically saying yeah doesn't matter what he did. It doesn't matter what you say he did. It's racism that, that, that he didn't deserve nothing. He didn't do nothing. Yeah. And uh, we demand something. We demand these officers be uh, locked up. We demand or there's going to be consequences. That was one of the things she said. There's going to be consequences. Oh, and that was, uh, what was his, like his uncle well, was uh, up on top of a car jumping down, going to burn this bitch down or something like I that? I think, well, that was a different situation. But yeah, I think that's the same family. Because the one I'm talking about is a, a news conference in a room. It was yeah, okay. I think this. And was he was a... he was like pacing back and forth behind. I don't know if this was his aunt or sister or whatever that was talking, but the uncle or something was pacing back behind, basically just itching, you know, just real belligerent and uh, nothing. Yeah. You know, it's it, you could tell these they're they're just idiots, and it was nothing was gonna be good enough for them because they had no understanding of of what really went down, and they didn't care to understand what really went down. Well, and I'll say if you know if my kid got shot out there, I'm not I'm not sure I'd necessarily be in my right mind either. But the idea that they can even see these two situations as similar is just beyond me. Yeah. Because Justine Damon didn't tangle with the cops or anything like that. You know. Yeah, it's 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 an open and shut case. Muhammad Noor is going to jail for. Was it manslaughter? Is that what he got? Or did he get... No, I think he got more. Worse. I think he got worse than manslaughter because it was... It was... Yeah, look it up. It was like murder with a depraved heart. There's like a weird... It's like an almost an archaic term. But basically committing an act that you knew would result in someone's death if you commit it. So it's not just manslaughter. It wasn't an accident. It was pulling a gun and firing is up uh, above manslaughter because you know that action would result in someone's death. Yeah. Um, convicted of convicted of murder. Was it like second degree or something? Uh, third degree third murder degree, that's and right. manslaughter. Okay, but the third degree is there's an, there's more to it. It's like it's a weird term that they use. 
Like, well, the line between first or second and third degree murder is real fine. Yeah. So the the idea that those two sides can even think those are even close to similar situations. Well, is I mean, beyond it's me. it's this these kind of like this whole. It's what how can I get mine attitude? It's not about what's it's it's like they're just. I can't even, I'm, I'm like so frustrated about well, this. You know what, you know what it is? They're just shitty people. No, it's institutional racism. You know what that comes down, it comes down to expecting more, at the, it, like I said, envy, um, not blaming yourself for, or for your situation you're in. Institutional racism. Being angry racism. at everybody but yourself, um, looking at somebody else as being the problem in your life, and then when you do something wrong or your family member does something wrong, it's never their fault. This this attitude that just sickens me. It's it's a antisocial shit. No, I can here. I can prove it to you. I can prove the institutional racism to you. You ready? Sure. Are you sitting down? Black cop shoots a white woman, goes to jail. Two white cops gang up on a black guy, kill him. Nobody goes to jail. Boom. Mic Did drop. it yeah. right there. See, irrefutable. Proof Might as well walk away after that. Is one. what I said not true? Didn't that happen? Are you not entertained? Right there. <laughs> Are you not entertained? Yeah. All right. Let's give some would you rather. Yeah, that's a little too serious for me. Um, Are you surreal? I'm all surreal. Are you so surreal? Tell us. Would you rather, Rooster, listen up here. Would you rather have a jacuzzi in your bedroom or a secret room in your house. Oh, secret room. Secret room. Secret room. What would be in your secret room in your house? Uh, I choose not to answer because I plead the fifth on that because I do not <laughs> want to incriminate myself. A lot of trash bags and bone saws. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be hidden behind a bookcase because that's just the coolest. Isn't that cool? Or, yeah. or when they flip open the stairs, see those? Oh, yeah. There's like a, a hidden handle in the bottom stair, and you flip it up, and then there's a stairs going down under the stairs into a, into a secret room. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. Those are kind of neat, too. Um, God, what would be in mine? Since you asked. I don't know. I just I like the idea that that's your own space. In, in a house, with when you have a family, though, it's not like you can have a secret room. I mean, they know that room's there. Yeah. But I'd just be like, you can't go in there. And would it be like a, a crow's nest kind of thing, or would it be in the basement? Yeah, it just depends on the house, I guess. I saw this house uh, on a lake by where we live that has, I mean, it's a regular looking house, except it's got like a um, a tower on one of the ends of the house that looks like a cross between a lighthouse and like an old Viking round tower. And mm. I'm just like, that's got to be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, depending on how big the secret room is, too. There's not much you could do. What would your secret room be off of? What room in the house? Well, again, it depends on how big the house is. Is it like a mansion-style house, or is it a small house that just has, so, so happens to have a secret room? Not a small house. Like an average-sized house. I'd probably have the secret room right off, like, the pantry. Okay. I think it'd be cool off, like, a, a den or something, because that's where your bookshelf would be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know? So a secret room off of, yeah, off of your office area. And what would the trigger for your secret room be? Would it be like a book you move and it slides or? 
It'd be like, Alexa, open secret door. <laughs> I can't do that, Dave. <laughs> Sorry, Hello, Dave. Google. Sorry, Dave. I can't do that. No, because then Google would know where your secret room yeah. is, man. Because that's what they do. They listen to your Yeah, chart. and then whoever built your secret you'd have to build your own secret room because whoever built it, you'd have to have killed. That was in a Lee Child book. Mm-hmm. These guys, they hired these guys to build this, like, totally inescapable room. And they're like, yeah, it's awesome. You did a great job. And they paid him twice as much as it normally would. And the guy's going, yeah, it's a pretty good deal. And then he took the main guy and locked him in, or the guy who built it. He locks him in there and goes, all right, you have two hours to get out. If you don't get out, I'm going to kill you. Oof. And the guy was like, what? What? Because <laughs> you can't get out of this room. He goes, good. <laughs> and it kills him. Wow. So it's not really a spoiler because it happens right in the beginning. It's got no- nothing really to do with the story. But All right. Let's do another one here. That was a good one. Yeah. Would you rather go on a shopping spree with no budget but be limited to one store or a shopping spree of many stores that can only spend $10,000? Oh, first one. Absolutely the first one. Um, Hy-Vee. What? Liquor store. Oh. <laughs> There's like 5,000 bottles of okay. booze in there. I'd just go straight for that cabinet. You'd end up with more than $10,000. What if it was What if it was multiple stores, but it was $100,000? Okay. Um, no, I could still spend that at one store. Really? Yeah. Gander Mountain, probably. <coughs> it's... It's Gander Outdoors now. Oh. Because Marcos Lamona, Lamonis bought it. You still offer the same amount of guns? I don't know. Because you could rack up 100000 pretty quick. You can't buy guns at Dick's anymore. Yeah. Well, you can. You just can't buy cool ones. Yeah. Yeah. They shot themselves in the foot, didn't they? <laughs> I don't get it. Because they... they... Oh, you're, you're being like funny. Yeah. Okay. Try again. So what, what was your answer for that one? Uh... It'd be one store. And I'm not sure which. I mean, Target is a pretty good one. God, they got everything you want there. <coughs> but, but, but my idea is. Just can't buy guns. Just making money just by going to Hy-Vee and getting like the. I, you and know, then auctioning off that liquor. Cabela's would be good. Yeah. Cabela's would be really good. Or the Jet Store. <laughs> the Jet Store. <laughs> Luxury jet store. Just walk in the showroom and uh, take whatever you want. Yeah, the problem with that is something like that, you got to pay to keep that up. Yeah. I mean, just know, owning a you know jet. You know the cost of jet fuel these days? Yeah. That's a lot. Have you ever heard that? Um, I've, I've heard it referred to, and Mark, Mark Cuban even said this too, but uh, if you want to be rich, avoid the three Fs. You heard this? No. If it flies, floats, or fucks, <laughs> rent it. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> okay. The point is owning a owning a boat and owning a, a plane and being married. That just that just costs way too much money. So now, would you rather spend the rest of your life married to the woman you're married to now, or <laughs> oh, you're talking about that video. I can't remember how that went. Damn there's it. A, there it was pretty a damn funny. Video a friend of mine sent me. How does that go? It was pretty damn funny. It was a short video. but a little old man sitting on a couch. <laughs> yeah. I'll Hold on. I'll pull okay. this up and I'll play well, it. While, while you're doing that, I have one more. Uh, would you rather own your own sports team 
on a losing streak or own a successful chain of restaurants? My favorite sports team on a losing streak? Just own your own sports team on a losing streak. Does that mean they can't ever win? I wouldn't imagine, no. It would just on a losing streak. So you buy them. It seems like you're buying them at a good price at that point. Either that or you paid too much for them and they're losing. No. I, I think owning a chain of restaurants. Stressful. Yeah. I think more stressful than owning a sports team. Yeah. I mean, a sports team, you're like a celebrity. You own a chain of restaurants. You're just a guy who's got more money, more problems. All right. I got I to gotta play this. I'll turn the volume up so you can hear it. That's just this guy sitting on a couch and his wife is asking him a question. That's not his wife, is it? It's just I think some, it is. Oh, okay. All right. You have two choices. A, you can spend the rest of your life with your wife. Or B, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Too bad I ruined it. I wish I would have gotten that B. right when I was asking you that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's yeah, enough I don't, of those. I don't know. What, we both said I think sports we said team? the sports team, even though I'm not a sports ball guy yeah. at all. <laughs> you did actually say sports ball. I, yeah. So I, I think it'd just be... I mean, I know people are into the sports ball, so I would be able to like take people to the, you know, to the cool, meet the, meet the celebrity, um, you know, golfer, whatever the hell they are, the, the, the hoop guys, whatever they are, basketball, basket guys, and then, uh, and then the, um, what if, and what then if, like the suites, you know, like you'd have a cool suite, and yeah. So the, I mean, the cool part about that would be like, even if, even if your team sucked, people would be like. Hey, that's the team owner. You know, he's kind of a big deal, you know? Yeah. So well, they me, need to be able to meet all the other celebrity um, yeah. sports people. And there'd probably be a lot of uh, uh, public pressure on you to make your team good. Yeah. But, you know, you can deal you with You hire that. a guy for that. Let me, change, <laughs> let me change the question a little bit. Would you rather own a successful sports team? Would you rather have the one on the losing streak? Or would you rather own a very successful one and everybody hated you? Oh. Like you have a you have a success like you're George Steinbrenner. He used to own the Yankees. His kids have it now because he passed away, but I mean everybody hated George Steinbrenner. His team won world you know, lots of World Series and stuff. But everybody saw him as just like a you know Yeah, I'd rather have the losing team. He was a mini Donald Trump. I'd rather have the losing team losing streak and then be in, in a team like that and everybody hates me. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think I could deal with a lot of people hating me. Right. So yeah, I I don't know. I might go for the winning team and because my my friends wouldn't hate me. <laughs> Just a town you look, people would be like, yeah, they win World Series, but that fucking son of a bitch, I hate that guy. Yeah, probably would anyway. You know? Oh, be no no worse than being Trump. <laughs> you're not let me put it this way you're not going to be the lovable owner of the losing sports team yeah. nobody's going to be like well you know the team sucks but that guy he's awesome that crow he's trying to get them straightened out yeah <laughs> so i've got a story i want to talk i've been kind of wanting to talk about it for a while but uh um i get i'm i'm a proud member of the nra lifetime member of the nra here's the problem with that though that's it i'm done the nra i'm out The problem is the NRA actually has kind of compromised too much, in my opinion, and, and there there's problems with them. I think there's other organizations, gun organizations, that are better. 
Okay. Um, but I, I'm a lifetime member of the NRA. What am I going to say? So what have they? What do you think they compromised on? Uh, they backed the bump stock ban. Um, they do like little little things on the sides they think aren't going to matter too much when it really all matters. I think. I you know I'm I'm with you on the bump stocks to the degree that I think. Um, they shouldn't have given in at all. Yeah, there should be no compromise for that. But we both think they're stupid. Yeah, doesn't bump matter. stocks are dumb. They are. Doesn't matter. So there's a lot of people that think that uh, uh, AK-47s are dumb. Right. But what I'm saying is, if you think the thing is stupid, and you don't care about it, and you're getting a lot of political pressure to at least give on something, that's an easy thing to be able to say. Yeah, fine, we'll give you that one. Yeah. Well. I want to. I don't want to go in the whole, uh, you know, because there's some other stuff. Yeah, Lapierre supposedly has been spending the money on lavish, but you know that's what happens with any of these kind of organizations. I, yeah, I've never really cared for Wayne Lapierre yeah. anyway. But there's this article from Alpha News: um, Second Amendment saved these gun owner lives in April. Unfortunately, too many well-intentioned people today advocate severely restricting the ability of law-abiding Americans to defend themselves and others with the most effective firearms. Lies. The right to keep and bear arms is based on a natural, immutable right to defend oneself and one's liberties from crime and tyranny. Racist. Fortunately, too many well-intentioned people today advocate severely restricting the ability of law-abiding Americans to defend themselves. Um... That, why they just repeated the same line. Murderers. Their desire for strict gun control is based largely on misperceptions. They believe Americans rarely use firearms to protect themselves because you never hear. Now this is just me speaking. You and the reason I brought up the NRA is because they give they have a magazine, the Rifleman, and the Rifleman always has like two pages of stories of people using guns to save lives or, or defend themselves, and that's the only place you ever hear that. And it's every magazine has these in them because it happens a lot. Think of the children. Yeah. So you're never going to hear stories in the media about law-abiding citizen unless it's just so over-the-top, something they have to report on. But otherwise, you're not going to hear about it. So every month so far this year, they've Alpha News has highlighted just a few of the tens of thousands of Americans who exercise their right to keep and bear arms for self-defense purposes. Um, so April 1st, a uh, domestic violence incident ended badly for the male attacker after his female victim defended herself by shooting him in the face. Good for the her. man survived and is facing charges of domestic battery and attempted strangulation. The woman was hospitalized with her own injuries from the altercation, but escaped with her life. Now, Good for her. Exactly. And uh, uh, if she had had to just rely on the police, they would have been cleaning up the crime scene. They would have been they would have been locking him up for murder, right? Or, or shooting him how, after the fact. How sexist of you, Crow. You think this woman couldn't handle herself? She's fierce. She's a ma'am. <laughs> she could she could fight him off because women are just as strong as men. Okay, that was April 1st in Idaho. April 3rd, Pennsylvania. An elderly taxi driver picked up a passenger who, during the ride, proceeded to pull out a gun and demand money from him. The passenger didn't know that the driver had a concealed carry permit and was armed with his own handgun. handgun. The driver shot and killed the passenger in self-defense. I bet that that passenger was black and this old man was white and just hated black people proof okay i'm speaking my truth <laughs> you certainly are certainly are <laughs> and the best part is if if you tell that story and 
people went, yeah, I agree. And then you said, well, actually, it was an elderly black man who shot a white guy. And they'd be like, well, because that's how it should be. So April 5th, Tallahassee. April 7th, Florida, Largo, Florida. April 8th, Chicago. A 78-year-old homeowner found three men using a crowbar to break into his house. When one of the robbers raised the crowbar to smash the glass door, the homeowner, who has a valid Illinois firearm permit, which is no easy task to get in in Illinois, um, shot him, sending all three scattering. The homeowner told reporters that shooting another human being was a hard decision. Quote, I didn't feel good about doing that, but he would have gotten gotten me with that crowbar. If I get hit with something like a baseball bat or a crowbar, I ain't going to make it. Unquote. No, but that's not how he read it. That's not. Should what, I do it like Hillary Clinton? No, 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 no. Uh-huh. See, what happened was I didn't in no way no, feel no, no. good about doing that. No, see, you read it all wrong. What happened was again, white guy finds three guys breaking into his house, and he goes, "I'm gonna shoot me some darkies. Mm. This is my chance." Okay, we'll have to take so that. So hold on. I'll take that one out of there then. Why? Well, we have to we have to dismiss this one from. Oh, the, but you don't. No, you don't get the whole story. Hmm. So he shoots. Right? And just, he misses, and he's like, dang, that was my chance. And then when the news people show up, he takes out a card and says, it is not my intention to shoot black people. I just wanted to protect myself. He's reading it off a script that the NRA gave him. Uh, you know, in case, it's the, in case you try to shoot some darkies I'm card. feeling threatened. Yeah. I'm feeling I, threatened. I fear for my life. I fear for my life. See, you get it. You read the magazines. Right, you might be changing my mind here. Yeah, see? Um, April 10th, California. I'm not going to go into that one. April 14th, Louisville. Why aren't you going to go into that one? Because there's a lot of them here. i got to pick because, and choose. Because that one proves the white guy shoots a bunch of black people. Yeah. and yeah. Louisville, Kentucky, April 14th. Tina Burton's neighbor broke into her home, entered her 12-year-old daughter's room, and stripped down to his underwear. Burton alerted her boyfriend, who then yelled at the man to leave, and began hitting him with a broom. The man was undaunted and reportedly growled at the boyfriend before getting into a physical altercation. At that point, Burton handed her boyfriend a firearm, and he shot the nearly naked intruder who fled and was later arrested by police. So, why, why shouldn't people just have brooms to, to beat people away from yeah, it was working. raping their daughter? It was, I mean, he was obviously keeping him at bay with the broom. Yeah. If she was able if to If he would have just kept that again. up, the guy would have gotten tired and left. Yeah. yeah. April 16th, South Carolina. Despite living less than a block away from the local police department, a homeowner was forced to rely on his Second Amendment rights to defend himself against a home invasion after two men broke into his house. The homeowner shot both of his attackers, one of whom whom died at the scene while the second was captured by police a mile away. But the police were less than a block away. (laughs) And they're not there to protect you. Two things. You know what South Carolina has? Confederate flags at the state capitol. Well, so you can say not anymore, but that's not I ain't hearing that. And then it said he shot this person a mile away. So he chased him for a mile and then killed him. Right. Sure. (laughs) That's what I heard it say. Uh. I heard it say he killed one on the scene and then he chased the other one for a mile and shot him. That's obviously what you said, isn't it? Sure. Mm hmm. See? We're getting close to the end here, but April 22, Washington. April 26, Chicago again. 
A 41-year-old concealed carry permit holder shot and killed an armed carjacker. The carjacker intentionally rear-ended the permit holder, then threatened him with a gun and demanded his keys when the permit holder got out of his car to check the damage. That's when the permit holder used his own firearm in self-defense. I I know. That he went to Indiana to buy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, April 28th. Boy, I can't even pronounce this town in Wisconsin. Ashwabanon. Ashwabagon. It's right outside of Green Bay. Ashwabanon. Ashwabagon. Well, they're spelling it wrong then, because they said Banan. Okay, well. Um, after store security systems alerted a small business owner that someone was inside the building after hours, the owner and an employee, who was a concealed carry permit holder, who happened to be armed that night, went to investigate. The armed employee, using his handgun, was able to successfully detain the would-be thief until law enforcement arrived. Well, he shouldn't have done that. Should have used a broom. He should have. This poor man. This should have been a fair fight. Yeah. Why do you Why do you need a, anything more than a broom to fight a naked guy? Because that's right. what I heard. This is the last one here. April 30th, uh, Bradenton, Florida. A young homeowner saw two men walk into his onto his property, then split to approach his front and back door at the same time. As the two would-be burglars attempted to use screwdrivers to break into his home, the homeowner saw that one of them was armed. He then procured procured his own firearm and fired several rounds at the men who immediately took off running. So these are just a few cases in one month. So they're armed with what? Screwdrivers? Yeah. And they weren't really going to hurt anybody. They were just attacking property. Property is not worth human life. Maybe they were fixing the doors. Yeah, they were probably good Samaritans, right? Neighborhood watch helping fix the doors. But you don't ever hear these stories, obviously, in mainstream media, and, and all you hear is the, you know, the mass shooting, or or sh- and you don't even really even hear about gang crime shootings that much anymore in Chicago. You know, you 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 just it's such the cherry picking is is the agenda of the media and the cherry picking of of stories. They, they they're lying by omission is what they're doing. So they're, well, they're setting a narrative and then they're lying by omission. It's you know it's just. Institutional racism. That's what it is. Yeah. See? I I drew a perfect picture right there. (laughs) I used buzzwords to prove my point. Yes, you did. Rooster. The SJWs would be very proud of you. The Intersectional Alliance would be very proud of you right now. For for standing, for stepping up and being a good ally. If I was really going to be a good ally, I can do better. (laughs) You can do You can't talk. Stop talking. Okay. Does it right. stop? I just want stop, stop. I'm stop, stop. I'll stop. Pray. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to talk. I'll pray You're not for allowed you. to talk. It's <laughs> pretty much what they do. Jam your thoughts and prayers up your ass. Well, you got to come up with a good a chant, just a chant over and over again. Uh, I I don't know. Like trickly puff, keep your hate speech off my campus, <laughs> just over and over and over. I just again. keep thinking of a hell no, but I mean, I can't. I can't come up with one. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I, I, well, the getting back to that Chicago gun thing, you know, and I mentioned the, the going to Indiana and buying guns. They say, uh, Thomas Sowell had a thing about this when, um, when they say, you know, they have all of these gun laws in Chicago. It's one of the most restrictive cities in the entire country, and they have the highest amount of gun crime. The response is, well, they just drive across the border to Indiana and buy the guns. Thomas Sowell's point was, then why is it not happening in happening in Indiana? <laughs> That's a great point. How, how come people in Indiana are shooting each yeah, other? They yeah. can buy the guns. Yep, they're right there. They don't have to sneak across yeah. the border and do it. 
good point. Yeah, institutional racism. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Keep your hands off my body. <laughs> you know? All right. Trump's a tr orange man bad. So. <laughs> Even better. Um, speaking of the orange man, uh, this was a little bit ago, but I think it's interesting. And there may be developments between now and then. But Bill Barr, that hateful bigot, appointed John Durham, who's a Connecticut uh, federal prosecutor, to look into all of this FISA stuff that happened with the Trump dossier. And uh, it didn't take long for him to do And Durham is a Trump appointee, but he's got he's got a real reputation, apparently, in the legal committee or in the legal community for being a down the middle balls and strikes, go after everybody kind of guy. Um, and I heard there's a guy that Laura Ingram has on Russell Asian former federal prosecutor, uh, assistant de district attorney or something like that. I can't remember what his, it's John, John somebody. But he said um, uh, the fact that Barr appointed a prosecutor like this means he thinks there might have been shit that went down. On the Democrat side. Yes. Yeah. And it didn't take long for Comey and Clapper to start going after each other over this thing. Suddenly, James Comey, who was the FBI director at the time, and Jim Clapper, who was the CIA director at the time, are both like, hey, uh, he gave me the stuff. I didn't – I mean, he vetted it. So, yeah, I went with it. And they're both doing that. Yeah. So it's like that that line from uh, the Dire Straits song, two men say they're Jesus, one of them must be wrong. Yeah. One of these guys is – one of these fuckers is lying. Well, and Comey, he's such a self-righteous fuck. Uh, and he's out having like town halls and shit. Yeah, I mean that's it's the ridiculous. Thing. He's basically doing what no other former FBI. He's like campaigning. Doing. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Um, so Rosenstein says Comey is becoming a partisan hack. You know, he's out there doing this, and now that Rosenstein is not in the Justice Department anymore, they're sort of going back and forth with each other. And there's some history there because Rosenstein was the one who wrote the letter that basically gave Trump the reason to fire Comey. Right. But, you know, Comey was like, well, I think Rosenstein was sort of corrupted by that whole thing. I mean, my words, not his. So Rosenstein just a couple days ago came out and said, yeah, I ain't having it. So I think this is going to get Real interesting, real fast. Do I think it's going to go as high as, you know, going after Hillary Clinton? Say, or you Barack think they're going to net Hillary in this? No, but it could get to Hillary. I don't. It would never get to Obama, but I don't think Barr's going to go that far because I don't think it's good for the country, and I think he knows it. But I also think this is why we're getting all this impeach Barr stuff and everything. See, I don't get that arg argument of it not being good for the country. I think it's bad for the country to see a, a two tier legal system and see the elite you know, political stripe, rich political stripe, getting away with shit that nobody else would get away with. I think that's bad for the country. I, I agree. But I also think uh, there's a point where you know shitty stuff went down and if it becomes, let's just see how far we can push it, all you do is, like right now I believe that, I think you just make it worse. Right now I believe there are a whole lot of people in the middle some of them not fans of Trump at all, 
were like, this whole Russia thing has gone on enough. And you guys keep promoting it and you keep saying, it's like we said in the last podcast with the woman who goes, yeah, Trump colluded with Russia. No, the evidence shows that he didn't. There, There is no evidence to show that he did. Now, they'll say Mueller's report said, well, we couldn't exonerate him. That's not the job of the special prosecutor. Special prosecutor is to find a crime. And if you can't find the crime, you say, we couldn't find it. You don't go, we couldn't exonerate him. Well, because you're innocent until you're proven guilty. Right. So the fact that you can't prosecute means you can't, that you have exonerated. And I know there's attorneys who will disagree with me on that, but I'm like, you're, you're innocent unless they can prove you guilty. And if they say they can't get you, then you're innocent. Yeah. I think there's going to be, the guy I think who's really shitty in all this is Andrew McCabe. I think McCabe's the one who went to Rosenstein and said, hey, I think I have some cabinet members who will vote against this guy, which would be real interesting to find out who they are. And I think you can probably guess at a few of them because they're not there anymore. But McCabe basically hinted to Rosenstein that he should wear a wire to the point where Rosenstein goes, what, and you want me to wear a wire? You know, he didn't just pull that out of his ass. Right. You know, so. Well, who was it that, that – got the steel dossier and who was it that brought it to the FISA court? That part is really tricky from what, so what's the, um, knowing full well that it was bullshit. Well, that's yeah. That's the part we don't know about. Yeah. So the British spy, what's his name? Steel. Oh, Christopher. Ste- yeah. Christopher Steele. Yeah. So he got hired by the, um, what's the company? Uh, yeah. GPS. Uh, yeah. Something. So, that company, from what I understand, I could have this wrong, was run by the wife of an FBI agent. Uh, the Asian guy, I can't remember his name. They were, but those two uh, were in this together. Fusion GPS. Fusion GPS. So I believe his wife was, if not running that company, was very high up in the company. They got together with Christopher, Christopher Steele put that dossier together, passed it over to him. He got it to the FBI. The FBI looks at it and says, good enough. They take it to the FISA court. So somewhere along the line, somebody knew it was bullshit. I mean, it's they say Trump's son was going to pay for opposition research. Well, if Hillary paid for this dossier, and there is a, a lot of evidence to suggest she did, if she did, that's opposition research. Yeah. So what's the difference? I think somebody's going to burn over this, and I think it's going to be somebody big. So, Well, I'm still of the opinion I would be more than happy to, to suffer the uh, consequences of Hillary getting uh, convicted of something. Even if she didn't do any jail time, just having that blemish, that stain would be good enough for me at this point. But she's she's done anyway. I know, but it, like I said, it, it needs to send a, a message that you're not above no matter who you are in politics and how much power you you control and how many people you've had killed, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, you're not above the law, and there's not a two-tier system. And obviously there is at this point. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be amazing if it got to the level of someone like Eric Holder or even Hillary Clinton, and they basically had him dead to rights, although you know you're never going to get him in jail. There's going to yeah. be, you know, and Trump just went, you know what? 
this is this is good enough. I'm I'm gonna pardon him. You know, wouldn't I mean that kind of would be awesome in a way. Weird. Yeah, for the good of the country. Yeah. I'm just, you know what? We're gonna let this one and go. And then a mob of, with pitchforks and torches could take him out. You you did some shitty shit. Holder but, should be uh, in jail for the Fast and Furious bullshit. People uh, got killed over that too. Yeah, no, it never happened. Uh, I beg to differ. No, it never happened. Gun running to Mexico? Listen, institutional racism. Yeah. So no, seriously, that 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 scandal right there is something that somebody nobody nobody seems to have. There's been no consequences for murdered agents. Well, I mean, murdered uh, law enforcement. What's really funny about this is they um, they um, the Republican House, I think it is, found um, uh, Holder in contempt, and they did the same thing to him that the Democrats are doing to Barr, and nothing came of it. Yeah. So Barr's just going. "Eh." I love watching that guy testify. I love it because he just doesn't give a shit. And Blumenthal from uh, Connecticut, Blumenthal's from? Sydney Blumenthal? No, not Sydney. Um, but anyway, Senator Blumenthal, and he goes, was there anybody who uh, documented the meeting you had? And Barr goes, yeah. You know, what, in what form? Well, I took some notes. Can we have those notes? No. <laughs> Why not? Why should I? Yeah. <laughs> I just, no, yeah. you can't. Fuck you. So. Yep. He's he's great. I love watching him. So, um, and then did you see did you see Beto totally cuck out on the View? No, didn't even know he was on it. God. I can't watch that guy. I can't either. His white privilege is so privileged. <laughs> I hear you, and I feel badly. And I will do better. Yeah, Rooster is gesticulating wildly while he's saying all this, too, because that's part of it. He's just a spaz. I'm standing up on a table, too. Yeah. Know, with my, with my on, your, uh, on your coffee counter with my dirty feet. You know? Yeah, he's, he's got a, a, he's just this desperation feel. You get oozing off the guy. Well, he just, he can't stop making mistakes. So he said the the thing about uh, basically he, after he lost the cruise, he kind of wandered off and let his wife raise their kids. And all the feminists are going, oh, so you just stopped being a dad. And he's like, yes, and I apologize for that. That was oh, really wrong God. of me. This and guy. then, uh, oh, what was, and he said, uh, I'd love to have, I should have a woman as a running mate. Um, and the feminists were going, well, what makes you think you should just have a woman? Just and he's like, well, you know, you're right. I, yeah, I mean, he's just apologizing for everything. And then he said, I think Stacey Abrams would be great because of what she did. And he was talking about how fierce and strong she was and uh, that rigged election that she was, you know, they obviously stole the governorship of Georgia from her, which isn't true either. Right. And, uh, and so uh, black women were coming out and saying, well, she said she's not going to be number two. If she runs, she's going to run for president, which I, oh God, I would pay to yeah. see. If I could, if I could donate money to watch her run, I would do it. If, and I mean, I know I could send her money, but if I could send her an amount of money that makes her go, damn, I'm going to run. I would do that just for the hilarity of it. Oh, we've already got that with AOC, the hilarity. Did you see uh, the latest that she said she, now? This is the term someone used that she gets, she's gaslighting over the fact that she, when she said that the world earth was going to end in 12 years. Yeah. 
well, it, she didn't. That was people are taking that. It was obvious comedy, and that's yeah, a and it was it was satire. And yeah, it's a plot other. of the GOP. I to guess take. that the term for that, and she's saying is what she's doing is gaslighting. I still don't quite know what that means. Gaslighting. Yeah, I've had it explained to me like three times, yeah. and I I never quite get but, it. But uh, but yeah, to, to have her turn around and say that she was joking or that it was satirical or whatever is complete and utter nonsense, and nobody believes it. And here's the thing. She might actually be playing up the stupid angle a little bit just to try to, you know, try to say, I am a jokester and I'm, I have a dry sense of humor. Because lately, no, you saw that or saw or heard the video where she was talking about the garbage disposal, right? Yeah, I posted it online. So she was like flummoxed by a garbage disposal and, and scared about it and didn't know um, what its purpose was and and yeah, to all those people who want me to reach my hand in there and to, to get whatever was out of there. Um, uh, ha ha, very funny. I'll, you know, you, the, your public controls, yeah, I want to. And, and here's the thing. I think maybe that was a whole skit, that whole thing. Like she knew what a garbage disposal was. I think that was a skit. I think that was her playing a part, a role. Maybe. And I think she's doing stuff like that now to go, look... You see, I obviously have a sense of humor in this and that, and obviously it was joking. You know, so so everything she can retroactively say that she was joking, but she had a dry sense of humor. But I think that's what she's doing. So gaslighting, this still doesn't help me. Okay. Manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. The example okay. is in the first episode, Karen Valentine is being gaslighted by her husband. I still don't get it. Yeah, people are using that term, and I just... It seems to make sense, and like the way they're, like they're putting in the right in the right place in their sentence. I just don't know what the context of it is. Um, here from Wiki, gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation that seeks to sow seeds of doubt in a targeted individual or members of a targeted group, making them question their own memory, perception, and sanity. Okay, all right, that helps that's a little, a little bit. bit better because that is actually kind of what she's doing then. Yeah, so she's like, that's not what I was saying. Yeah. So, so that, I mean, okay, that makes a little more sense. There's a, oh, there's another term that's been used for that for a long time. Bullshitting. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. Yeah. She's, she's a piece Look, of work. Look, she, she's a dummy, like I said before, and her, all of her bullshit is kind of her, her, her stupidity is, is starting to, you know, it's starting to catch up to her and the people that put her in, in the position she's in, the, what is it, the, what's the name of that group? The one she auditioned for, um. Her. Yeah, they took like 10,000. Yeah. Basically, those people are saying, they're coaching her now and going, look, we have to fix this. You're yeah. saying too many stupid things. And that 12 years was stupid. We have to fix this. Just tell tell everybody it was a joke. Well, I think, I think she and Trump are opposites in the sense that, and I've said this before, and you changed my mind on it, although not at the time, but I'll admit over time it has changed. I thought she was an intelligent person who sometimes did dumb stuff. Whereas like with Trump, sometimes I think he's a, he's not stupid, but he's not that smart. He's like above average smart. Okay. But sometimes he does stuff that you're like, God, that's just fucking genius. And I, I honestly thought that AOC was a, was a reasonably intelligent person. I, the more I hear her talk, the more I think she's dumb. Yeah. I just, well, you know who's even dumber? Is this Rashida Tlaib? Did you hear what she said now about the Holocaust? No. 
Well, not directly about the Holocaust, but she said, and I'm I'm close here. Uh, I should actually look this up. Uh, She's the one that told her son after she won the election that we're going to impeach the motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, Heartwarming family kind of interaction, wasn't it? I know. She said that she, she was proud. Okay, here we go. There's, you know, this kind of calming feeling I always tell folks when I think of the Holocaust and the tragedy of the Holocaust and the fact that my ancestors, Palestinians, who lost their land and some of their lives, their livelihood, their human dignity. I hate when she talks about human dignity. Their existence in many ways have been wiped out. I mean, just all of it was in the name of trying to create a safe haven for the Jews post the Holocaust post the tragedy and the horrific persecution of Jews across the world. That is so historically stupid. That All of that is bullshit. The Palestinians did not fight to make a homeland for the Jews. The Jews fought off pretty much all of the Middle East in the Six-Day War to... I'll tell you what, place to live. Rister, it doesn't matter. It's going to be true because it's going to be revisionist history written into the history books eventually and retroactively change everything so that that will that statement will be true. It's just it's so full. I mean, then the Palestinians collaborated with the Nazis. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, who's who's in control of the history? I know. It's just it's she knows she can say shit like this and that eventually the lefty organizations that print the history books is going to say, you know, are going to say, yeah, well, this is how it happened. And this is what we're going to, we're going to teach. Well, it's just like that scene. And, and I forget the name of the character, uh, in 1984, the, the protagonist who's being tortured and they're like, what's two plus two. And he goes four. And then they torture him some more. And he goes, all right, what is it? And they go, it's five. He goes, but two plus two is four. And they torture him some more. And he finally goes, two plus two is five. That's, that's what that is. No, but I said it before, repeat a lie often enough, it becomes true that she thinks that she'll get enough people to believe that and, and to spread that or, you know, whoever, whoever she got that from is doing that. And they think that's what's going to be the result of it, that that will become truth. But it's, it's a flat out fucking lie. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lie. It's not even like it's not even like anything you can interpret to be a certain way. No, it's a lie. Yeah, the Palestinians it's, didn't do anything absolute, to try and make a homeland for the Jews. Absolute revisionist history. I don't understand why Jews keep siding with the Democrats because it's obvious the Democrats don't like the Jews. Yeah, it's getting more and more obvious as the days go by that they're kind of in bed with the enemy, and I, I don't get it. I just don't. I don't understand. Well, Ben Shapiro, who is a Jew, says he believes it's a a Jewish guilt thing. Yeah, I don't know about that. That Jews are always sort of apologizing for being successful, and I, I don't buy it. I, I think that's I, I don't think know. that's just stereotypical generalization kind of stuff. Well, he'd be more of an authority on it than I am, so yeah, I'm not going to defer to his authority on that, especially I, after he got. I can't think of another BTFO'd reason. BTFO'd by that British uh, interviewer. That he got what? BTFO'd. Oh, look it up. They, uh, but he, 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 or he walked out of the interview. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. It's a very bad moment for, for Shapiro. You know what, though? To his credit, he said that. His response was really good. Yeah, you're right. 
Well, so his response was that I, I can't. That, so that's what it feels like. Well, so the guy who interviewed him, the British guy, is a conservative, but plays devil's advocate all the time. So he always takes the other side. And so he went after Shapiro, and Shapiro, in a weak moment, which he admitted, said, "I basically was like, that's why I'm popular, and no yeah. one's ever heard of you." Yeah. And said, I'm done with this interview. Yeah. And then the next day came back and was like, I was a jackass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, his response was good. I think the interviewer, it was hard to tell. I think the interviewer, I don't know if he's a conservative. I, I couldn't. That's I his no history. Idea, but it just seemed, uh, I, I, what's funny about that kind of playing devil's advocate, Stephen Crowder's done that a few times where he plays a character, like a hipster douche, and he interviews people. He did Jordan Peterson and he did a, someone else, I can't remember. And he doesn't break character. He stays in character, and he comes at him like it's not a. He doesn't come at him in a joking. Other than his character is kind of a ridiculous. Right, but that's that's what this yeah, guy does and, too. And, but but you could tell he did when he did that with Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson knew it was uh, a, a Steven Crowder, and he could tell he was getting. Uh, Jordan Peterson was getting hated. He was getting irritated because he was doing a good. Uh, Steven Crowder was doing a good job playing devil's advocate, and actually. That's a good thing to do to, to to have an argument with somebody if they're on your side to try to have that person take the opposite side and try to trip you up without being jokey about it, and just to strengthen your own arguments. And that's what the left doesn't do. They, they surround themselves with the yes men in the bubble, and they won't. Well, but you know, that's that's what this interviewer and forgive me, I forget his name. Yeah, I did too. What he said, you know, when Ben Shapiro was actually getting agitated, he goes, "You know, you're you're. It's obvious you're a leftist," and he says. Mr. Shapiro, if you knew me, you'd know how ridiculous that statement is. And so Shapiro said afterwards, I took his line of questioning for instead of being, you know, like professional, as in obviously a hit hit job, a hit piece. And he goes, it wasn't. And it's my mistake. I looked stupid. My apologies. But this guy said, he goes, well, I'm taking the opposite side because that's what I do here. He goes, what do American journalists do? And I thought that was the interesting statement of that whole exchange, because that's not what American journalists do. They don't take the opposite side. You know, they have, how often do you see lefties yeah, they don't. come on Fox news? Yeah. I mean, now they're making this big deal about Bernie had his town hall and Amy Klobuchar. And now Pete Buttigieg is going to have his, Hillary Clinton doesn't get interviewed by Fox because she just won't fucking go on there. Yeah. But the uh, the people you know on the right will come on to MSNBC and all that stuff, and they just get shit on there. Yeah. So. Well, we're running a little late here, so I think uh, we'll wrap it up there. Okay. If you want to get a hold of us, it's rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And if you want to comment about what a hateful son of a bitch crow is, you can put it on our Facebook page at Bread and Circuses Podcast. Hey, I might even respond. See you, bye.